Hello, all. Hello. We're back. Happy with the New Yoga Year. Scoop after um, a week off for Christmas. Back to record another episode. So we were just um, sitting here before we went on the air, um, deciding on the a topic. Yoga scoop. Yeah, deciding on a topic, um, and we decided to talk about um, this element or category, I guess, of teaching that we've recognized ourselves to be um, recently. And I don't remember how this uh, came about. Do you remember? Is this, some, is this something that I thought of or somebody you, told us? You did. Um, no, I think uh, just in working with, uh, we've had like new clients lately and um, there has been a lot of reflection about how uh, specific or subtle or um, I don't want to say complicated, but mm-hmm. um, intricate. Intricate the way that we uh, think and instruct. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people have mentioned that, and then and then you said this uh, revelation that you've had that we are, or you are, or we are um, technical teachers. Technical yoga teachers. Technical. Yes. Technical. What would you say would be a um, not technical teaching style? Uh, <clears throat> like just to make, kind of start to, to contra- define technical. To contrast it, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I haven't really thought about this far enough to come up with like an exhaustive list of categories, but I would say, um, uh, actually, I know, I remember now where this <gasps> came from. This came from um, when Tim Feldman was here last, and he was talking about uh, another teacher, actually a Shtanga teacher, uh, authorized Ashtanga teacher that he knows, who he said is not a technical teacher, but has, he said, a heart as big as a lion and just sort of relates to um, people in in a particularly open, compassionate, um, emotional way that is like his, one of his main um, things that he's imparting as a teacher. And so then I thought, oh, well... Yeah, I'm not very compassionate. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that I thought Tim was then defining himself as a technical teacher, and that I think that's that's where I'm at too. So I would say other possibilities would be uh, one would be lineage based. So one would be like most of your framing of how to do the practice is that you're take you're joining this this um, group of other practitioners through time who have done things in a particular way and are are um, the rightful heirs to whatever things accrue through that practice. You're entering a lineage and that's where you get a lot of the meaning in the practice. Um, I would also say there, I don't know what to call this exactly, but there's sort of a uh, alternate or complement to the technical teaching style. Technical teaching, we could, I think we could define as like a lot of detail about how to move, position, work, structure the postures and the body, etc. And maybe in a minute I'll ask uh, Kelly to say what she thinks about a technical teacher, what that is. But there's sort of a counter movement, which would be something like, well, the poses will take care of themselves, just focus on breathing, or the breath will give you the right alignment for the pose. Don't over-align. Don't 
overcorrect, don't become too rigid, etc. And I don't know what we can call that exactly. Um, what do you think? What we could call that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what we would call that. I don't know. Well, um, write in with your answers. <laughs> info at topicyogashop.com. sensation-based or um, yeah. experience. Yeah. Raw experience-based. experience-based. And that's even, I've seen that in discussions within the um, Orthodox Ashtanga community, um, like sort of lamenting that alignment has come too far and it's too detailed and it's and it's perfectionist based and it misses the point, etc. So that could be its own thing. Um, so what would be your definition of a technical teacher or technical practicing style? Um, I think attention to detail. Uh, Working with and um, learning about and applying, um, for example, uh, knowing as many of the range of motion as you can and um, how to access those various range of motion and how range of motion come together to make one posture mm-hmm. and then how to construct and deconstruct yeah. um, a posture. Um so actually, I don't. I don't know. It is ten, tends to be alignment based, but it's also um, just understanding how the body is put together yeah. and moves, and how you can pick something apart to make it more useful or effective. Or um, yeah, these are definitely the either learning from a teacher or uncovering is even more thrilling. The really satisfying moments of practice or teaching when when I feel like I have like uncovered some some defining element about how the body moves in particular types of poses or some fundamental um, alignment element. I, I also think that saying that um, alignment based teaching or practice is missing the point is also kind of missing the point. I think one thing that I have observed is that um, in going through postures with a fine-tooth comb, I'm just paying closer and closer attention to yeah. my body. And that in and of itself is a way of turning my attention inwards and creating more focus and um, settling. And so I think alignment or uh, a technical approach is just one approach to being more centered. Yes, I definitely think it's... It would be, it's a, um, a tool rather than an endpoint, the tool of uh, subtle refinement just allows you to inhabit the body right. and the posture in a very detailed and uh, ultimately satisfying sort of way. Because some people have said, um, they've uh, actually, I have said and people have acted a little bit disappointed when I say like, well, I don't really care. Like, I don't really care if you get better at your back bend. I mean, I care, but I, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, or I don't really care if you know how to squeeze your shoulder blades together as long as you're not in pain. But um, it's just something interesting for you to try to learn to do with your body. And, yeah. And that's what's interesting about it. I don't actually it, have a, a an investment. Like, I'm not going to stay up all night if your wheel doesn't get better or something. Yeah, it's it allows you to to do the basic process, which is um, building your attention and your bandwidth 
Um, right. And the, the alignment um, is the tool that facilitates that. So let me give an example of, of um, something that I have felt in the last, maybe in the last year, about um, kind of a, a technical approach, alignment, and then maybe something, whatever would sort of transcend that. So one pose that I work with people, that I like to work with people a lot on is um, revolved triangle posture because it's, um, it's a complicated pose. There's a lot of things going on and it's challenging for people. And it also allows for quite a lot of refinement. So um, this is one of those poses where usually when you're first practicing it, um, the, the rule is you put your bottom hand to the little toe side of your front foot with your fingertips aligned with your toe tips. Would you agree with that? That's the basic, like, yeah. idea in the pictures anyway. So, um, which, you know, is fine. Um, I, I usually then have, um, so that would be, that would be the alignment. You know, you're looking at the basic, um, geometry of the pose or, or, or you're looking basically at the toe tips and the fingertips and then you do whatever else in the pose is necessary to get that structure there. So that's a good starting place. But then over time, um, what I found is when you, uh, to deepen that pose, what's more useful is to have leverage with your arm. So to get better leverage with your arm, you, it's more useful to have your hand under your shoulder. So that would be a next level adjustment that you would feel rather than see is when is my hand under my shoulder so I can get the best leverage. And that process goes on and on and on. And eventually what I'm finding is that you can feel, you can basically feel the orientation of the lines of the pose to, um, to the other uh, straight lines in the room. You can feel the position of the pose to gravity, you can feel the position of your spine to the floor, etc. And so working those lines of geometry and action and energy is kind of where the alignment, I don't know, becomes intuitive or something. And trying to figure out how to guide people to feel that when only they can really feel that is um, just very interesting. Just to try to make suggestions, adjustments, uh, and then get feedback and lead, nudge people toward being able to make that decision for themselves. Do you want to ask me anything? <laughs> no. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Um, I'm curious uh, if you have thought about this technical uh, categorization at all since we've been talking about this. If it makes any difference to you, and if you see that um, as being true in the way that you teach. If it makes any difference to me if I'm a technical teacher. Yeah, having a name um, for it. Having a name for it. Well, it's nice to have a name for it. Um, uh, sometimes I feel a little sad because... Technical teachers, I feel like, are uh, often categorized separately from inspirational teachers, mm, <laughs> you yeah. know? And not that I want to be, like, the most inspirational teacher. But um, I don't want it to be too dry, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, 
but I do, I like having uh, a method or a paradigm that does really resonate with me. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's good. What was yeah. the second part of that? Uh, Go ahead. Um, well, uh, to respond to that, I, I agree. I, um, I think the, the inspirational part of that teaching style comes over time like initially just tracking all of those elements when you're doing the postures can be overwhelming or like you said dry boring yeah. boring challenging because it's also like you're just trying to um see where to work in so many different ways um but eventually it kind of begins to gear together and gather its own momentum and you can still be supportive and encouraging and um you know help help people move along but so i guess it's being technical but also your approach with with that technique yeah yeah the way that you handle it as a yeah. teacher and i really feel like the overriding the overriding which is really the important thing yeah i mean that's how that's that's what being a good teacher is about it's about um the way that you connect with people and the way that you support people and where your motives are. And so you can be a technical teacher and be good at that, or you can be an inspirational teacher and be good at that, or you yeah. can be a technical teacher and not be good at that, or you can be an inspirational whatever, was a lineage-based teacher and not be good at that. But it's the way yeah. that you connect with people that is the, um, the biggest factor. Yeah, the relationship. And I can, I can see this, this approach about being interested in alignment or technique, going all the way back to us first um, studying with teachers at uh, the Davenport School of Yoga. Um, and that was, this was sort of before vinyasa yoga had come to the area. So everything was kind of one pose at a time. And each week the teacher would kind of come in with um, an alignment theme, sort of like yeah. even a cue. I remember one class, the she would say, she was saying, um, in all the poses, gather your knees in, gather your knees in. I remember just her saying that over and over and over. And it's interesting to practice that way and then see how that applies to all different types of poses, mm -hmm. what that means, you know? So that's, that's something that I've been weaned on, I guess, mm -hmm. from the beginning. And then through studying with Matthew, he's definitely a technical teacher, especially at when we first studied with him, uh, very, technique based how do you learn to do all these amazing things etc but i feel i i agree the the method of transmitting whatever it is you're trying to teach is the relationship in the first place right. and that's where all the good stuff really happens right 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 so you had your example about triangle pose or revolved triangle pose and um one I don't know, technical or alignment thing, but really vague that I'm really into lately is um, the idea of postures developing uh, proximal first, like really close to the center, to the core. Mm -hmm. So really close to figuring out in a, in a very detailed kind of way what is going on in the pelvis and the lower abdominals Mm -hmm. and the very tops of the thigh bones um, mm -hmm. and then letting the posture 
take shape. Unfurl. Unfurl. There. Yeah. So proximal to distal and being less worried about what's going on distal with the fingertips or the feet. Yeah. Um, and building a solid foundation from the center and just seeing what what comes of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I, I see some commonality with, with other um, kind of body-based disciplines. And like I think of taking, um, studying drawing, studying figure drawing in college. And basically the way that we were taught to do it is you sketch the axial spine first. You, mm -hmm. That's that's the basic thread mm -hmm. or the basic um, structure that the whole thing hangs on. So you get a sense of that and then the rest of it kind of follows from that. Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing is true looking at bodies mm -hmm. doing yoga postures as well. And this also uh, makes me think of a comment that you said you had or a conversation you had last week with the student about... Um, I don't remember what the what the preamble was, but basically the student asked, so is it is it true you can like watch just watch somebody come in and just do like a little bit of yoga and you can pretty much tell what poses they'll be able to do? Yes. <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a trip. Um It's uh, just like um you just look at look at what the pelvis can do. What's the passive? What is the range of motion that's going on in the pelvis? What are the proportions? What's the range of motion that's going on in the shoulder joint? Those are kind of the big ones, I think. Mm -hmm. What's going on in the pelvis and what are the proportions of the spine and the leg bones? What's going on in the shoulders and what are the proportions of the arm bones? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the gist. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's not as complicated or profound as it sounds. Yeah, yeah. And Matthew is the same way. Uh, I don't know if I said this in this podcast before, but we would sit around at at his courses in a big circle, all the participants, and you would <laughs> talk about like, you what's know, your problem? <laughs> well, there was some of that, and also like, what are your goals? What are your yeah? And you would like share with the group. Well, I want to learn to do you know these poses, or I want to learn pranayama, or whatever. And um, he. <laughs> it would be honest. <laughs> well, because he would already know. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. He would already know, like, yeah. that is... Man, so you I know, say, I, I want to learn third series, and he would say, well, mm, I think the leg behind the head is going to be really it's challenging. It's going to be a really challenge. And do you know what? It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there also are always surprises. There are always surprises. And, uh, and that was what I, part of my response, too. Like, yeah, but, I mean, why not try? Yeah. Because that's what we're doing anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we did get to 20 Hey, <laughs> hey all right. So that was about technical teaching, which yeah. we're, I guess yeah. we've been doing for a long time, but we're just now defining. Okay, that. so you can comment. Do you find us to be technical teachers or not? And um, how do you, well, for starters, if you're practicing with us, you must not mind. Um, but how does that strike you? I'm curious to know yeah yeah it's it's one of those things that um it's just interesting to get feedback about this thing that you do all the time as perceived by the people that you do it 
with. Right. When somebody's like, oh, you're like this. And you're like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing this for 12 years and I never realized. <laughs> but I was like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for telling me. Yeah. I was telling the last, um, uh, some of the last uh, teacher trainees, we were, I don't know what the topic was, but anyway, I was saying that in, I think it was probably about, about choosing your words or about cueing, and I was saying that when I hear you teach, I can still hear the the cadence and the phrasing from like our first mm-hmm. teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's been you know completely um, owned by you, and mm-hmm. it's you now. But I can hear the origin of mm-hmm. it, and it's cool to hear. Mm-hmm. I guess that's another way of thinking about lineage, also mm-hmm. all of your influences and how they come out. The way that I um, sort of stand aloof with my arms crossed is full Matthew. <laughs> Did you actively choose that stance? I don't think so. I no. don't know. I mean, not no, not consciously. Should have said yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the more that we teach and the more that we talk about teaching through this podcast, the more that I you know, really think about the elements that go into it. And I feel um, both proud of what we do and um, motivated to continue to improve it. Yeah. To figure out, you know, when you are aware of what the elements are of how you do something, then you are more able to affect it. And so that's something that I'm really enjoying about doing this podcast. All right, kids. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's 2018 out there now. Um, so we're going to keep doing this week by week. Send us your um, uh, topics, suggestions. One thing we might do is we could do an Ask Us Anything. Um, so if you have, if you wanted to send a number of questions, we could save those up, and then we could just run through five or ten of those. Maybe we could do a, well, it wouldn't be a podcast. I was going to suggest like a Facebook Live. Call-in show? Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to wear my... Yeah, oh, sweater. yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think we'll have a camera. So anyway, um, let us know what you think. And uh, we'll be getting out there to do some fun stuff in 2018. We have uh, our Teachers Summit for all yoga teachers. Come study with us, network, um, Get I'll some, be talking about anatomy and some, teaching. Get some new ideas, um, meet some good people, spend time with your brethren. And then we have our Iron Ashtangi Challenge coming up um, toward the, uh, starts January 22nd, I think, Monday through Saturday, five days of Mysore, uh, and one day of lead primary followed by a potluck. All sorts of surprises and fun along the way. It's always a blast. And it's open to anybody. Um, you don't need to already be... A student right. at the Shala or even have a Ashtanga practice up and running. A lot of, most years we get um, people new to the Shala who come and want to practice and really jump in in that week and meet everybody. So that's going to be fun. And then starting in February, we'll be doing some more workshops in the region. Uh, we'll be going to Peoria, um, Ames, Ames, Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, etc., and more to come. Uh, so let us know what you think at info at tapasyogashala.com or comment on Facebook or Instagram. See ya.